this is Dave from Superior Speak, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 276 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Here I am. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. When 900 years old you make look as good, you will not. What's going on, everybody? You. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to talk a little bit of news, including a new Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. And then we're going to jump into a look at the first two episodes of the Disney Plus streaming series, The Mandalorian. But before we get into all that, we've been waiting with anticipation. Aubrey, how did Noah's birthday party go? (laughs) It was actually fairly successful. Um, We did a, I found an obstacle course for, um, like a a nerf obstacle course at Party City, which we made the Captain America obstacle course, and it was stakes, and you put a string through, and they had to crawl under it. And then... I made two targets, one with a bad guy on it, and I found a bow and arrow that they had to shoot at it. And then I made one with like a a web on it, and they had to shoot silly string at it. And then we had a Groot dance party, a Hulk smash pinata, and an Iron Man invention center. So I did, I had um, all the kids run from one end of the yard to the other and then crawl underneath these strings and I had them run all the way back and do it again because they were out of control when they first got to the party so brought them outside and did that got some energy out then we went to the backyard where they did target practice uh, with the bow and arrow and then the silly string went in downstairs and they did the dance party while we set up the pinata they went outside did the pinata And then by then they were pretty tired, so they went upstairs and they did the invention center while I mixed together the molds to do their hands, and then we stuck their hands in. And it was fairly successful. It wasn't a big arm, like a gauntlet, but it was at least up to their wrist. So I got pretty good molds of all of their hands, and then I super glued the stones onto the hands instead of pouring the plaster into the, put the putting the stones in the mold and then pouring the plaster, because I was afraid the plaster would go underneath the stones and then hide them. So we super glued them on top. All right. So I have I have multiple questions. All right. So I'm I'm exhausted just listening <laughs> to that. All right. So did all of the kids want to participate in doing this? Was there one kid that was just like, I don't want to do this. I want to play video games. Um, so they all participated in all the activities, but I did have like one older kid she's a teenager. She didn't want to do the mold. And then I had a two year old that 
couldn't do the mold. <laughs> he tried, but he just couldn't. He couldn't keep his hand still, and so it it wasn't forming. So he did, he did try. It was a noble attempt, but he did not complete it. Okay, all right. Now, but the- I did make two molds of Noah's hand, so I made four molds total. Like a, a left and a right one, or just like a left one, two left ones. I think I made two left ones. I'll have to double check. I think I made two left ones. <laughs> and now, did any of the kids shoot themselves with the arrows? No, but they did shoot each other with a silly string. Yeah, okay. All right. And I did <laughs> I did um, the piñata. Josh had told everybody to be careful and not to move it because it had ripped at the top because they filled it too much with candy. And I did not get that memo. So when all of the kids pulled all the strings off the piñata, because that's how they do it now, um, it didn't open. So I hit the piñata, and it fell off, hit the two-year-old, and the two-year-old <laughs> fell over and started crying. And I was like, oh, dear Lord, you're never going to allow your child to come back. The The father's really good friends with my brother, though. So he was laughing. I was laughing out of awkwardness. And then he gave me a hug, and he's like, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> like, that's I feel nice. so bad. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. So I did um, nearly murder a child, and but the it, it actually went pretty smoothly. Good. Now, have you already started planning for next year? No. Um, I tried to get Noah to do one this year where it was like a Detective Pikachu-themed birthday where they solved mysteries. So hopefully in next year he'll still love Detective Pikachu enough to let me do that because that would be so much easier, so much quieter. Oh, I have some ideas. I think there's a trailer that dropped this week that uh, he's going to want to be doing that uh, that kind of obstacle course next year. That's what yeah. I <laughs> I think I know what trailer you're talking about. And that might actually... So the physical part of it actually worked out because it tired them out enough Yeah. to where all of them were like... They were super into it when we started doing it. And then by the end, like the two-year-old had to leave before presents because he was super tired. Mm-hmm. So it did settle them down quite a bit because in the beginning, they were crazy. Nice, nice. Oh, that's good. I'm glad he had a good birthday. I'm glad everything went off without a hitch. Yeah, I was shocked how successful it actually was because I did not know that I could actually manage it. <laughs> there you go. Kevin Feige. The Kevin Feige birthday parties, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty worried <laughs> leading up to it. Awesome. All right, great. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, Mark, what are you up to this week? Uh, nothing really. Nothing really big. I went to my 30th high school reunion, which was... um. Which happened, and uh, yeah, recorded a couple of podcasts. Not so wizard. And whoa, whoa, what were these other podcasts? I'm not. You'll see when they come out. When they drop, will I? Will I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much it. And try to stay warm because it's cold in Massachusetts. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. what I did. How about you, Joey? I didn't do shit. I just worked, worked, worked and slept, slept, worked and slept, worked and slept, uh, watched some movies, worked and slept, watched uh, the Mandalorian, worked and slept. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. about it. This is the time of year. Um, I knew the time was short when I went into work at job number two the other day and the holiday decorations were up in the mall. All the lights and the uh, the tinsel and the holly is all over the mall now. So it's like, oh. We had a good run. Kiss your family goodbye. See you guys in a month, two and a half months. Yeah, we're still understaffed at job number one. So it's it's just been a struggle. But hopefully, I just got to make it through the next six weeks. So 
You but, can do it. I have faith in you. Yeah, it's not like it's my first rodeo. I've right. been doing right. retail type stuff for uh, a long time. Yeah. A long time. So we can do this. But uh, enough about us. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Movie reviews from yours truly. Netflix and Amazon and streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. You can purchase some of our t-shirts. Look good while you're representing the show. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on the Amazon logo. Go to the website. Do your shopping. And that way you'll be helping out our little podcast. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and stream us through Spotify. We also have a Patreon page where you can support us monetarily, receive bonus content from us here at the show. Uh, we also have a YouTube page where there's videos being uploaded constantly, mainly by our buddy, the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, shout out to the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. Sonic's arms are not freaking blue. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, great. So we got some news to talk about. Let's hit it. Let's see what's going on in the world of nerd. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, Mark Ellis, drop it like it's hot. All right, so there was a couple of really big things that happened this week, but nothing bigger than the new... My tr- balls. <laughs> I said big. Uh. Uh, nothing uh, bigger than the, the complete redesign of the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Uh, they put the trailer out a while ago and people lost their shit, did not want any part of it, thought it looked stupid. And in a rare sign of, uh, of um, I don't know, diplomacy or whatever, they the studio actually listened to the audience and said, all right, we're going to redesign Sonic. And then they dropped a new trailer today or this week uh, to show what the new Sonic is going to look like, along with a lot more footage of the movies. You can have a better idea of what, what the story is going to be or how it's going to play out. Um, now, I'm not a Sonic fan at all. I'm, I know I had a Sega Genesis back in the day, and I'm sure I played the game for a little while, but I don't have any like real connection to it. But I will say that this trailer looked a thousand times better than the other one. It actually looks like a Sonic the Hedgehog movie and not like someone is trying to adapt a video game. So, yeah, I think it looks cool. I think it's going to be a big hit. What do you guys think of the redesign, uh, Joey? Sonic's arms are not freaking blue. <laughs> you, do we start protesting now or do we wait till the movie comes out? <laughs> um, yeah, I watched the trailer and the redesign of Sonic looks great. He looks exactly like he should look now. Um, but I got to tell you, I, I think it's disappointing. What? The trailer? Yeah. Because now it just looks like a generic kids movie. Before it looked like a colossal train wreck, which could have been one of the worst movies since Super Mario Brothers in terms of video game movies. And I was really excited for a colossal train wreck to watch. And now it just looks like generic kids movie number 3655. So I'm still interested to see uh, Jim Carrey appears to be just chewing the absolute fuck out of all scenery in the movie. Yep. 
uh, yeah, I mean, it looks cute and fun, whatever, but really, really was looking forward to something God. I was looking for like House of the Dead level, Mark. Uh, you know? Yeah, I was looking for Tara Patrick, not Tara Patrick, Jesus, what the fuck is that girl's name? Uh, she's in Sharknado. Tara Reed. Tara, so Reed, Tara yeah. Patrick's a, a little different type of movie. Um, Tara Reed and her stomach that looks like melted plastic uh, are alone in the dark, like level of, <laughs> uh, type uh, type movie. And and now I'm not going to get it. So it's a little disappointing. I got to tell you. But uh, my son, who did not want to see the movie at all yep. based on the first trailer, is now a hundred percent all in. Nice. Nice. So uh, the movie comes out February 14th, just in time for Valentine's Day. So uh, February 15th, we'll start the petition to release the Sonic cut uh, of the original <laughs> footage so we can, you know, we can appease Joey's uh, need to watch this disaster. Um, meow. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag release the Sonic cut. Aubrey, how did you feel about the new Sonic look? Honestly, I'm really excited that they listened to the audience, so I'm willing to see it because of that alone. I don't even care if it's a good movie. Like, I will fully support it just because they took the time to listen to the feedback and go back and try to make it a good movie. And I can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. It goes to show you that, you know, when us nerds get together and cry on the internet, sometimes we can make a difference. So, today's Sonic, tomorrow Cats. Or uh, the Snyder Cut. arms are not freaking blue. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, so we'll, we'll tell them to go back and uh, change Sonic's arms. Yeah, push the date back again. <laughs> Six more months. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so Sonic the Hedgehog, just in time for Valentine's Day. Uh, be expecting our hot take for that. <laughs> it's about the only hot thing that's going to be happening around here on Valentine's Day. So. Other than the hot beef injection I'm going to give my wife after we watch Sonic. Yeah. I need like a puking uh, <laughs> sound drop right here. And I don't have one. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so now everybody get ready because it is time. We have to go back. We are going back to the DCEU with the oh, no. announcement. Finally, after 10 years, it's finally about to happen. I think <laughs> uh, December 22nd, 2021, we are finally getting the rock as black Adam. Coming to the big screen. I, for some reason, when I saw the date, I thought it was next year, but we're still two years away from this. Shazam was a big hit. Uh, somehow, the Joker made it to a billion dollars. So, comic book movies are not on a decline. Uh, the Rock has been talking about this forever. We got some uh, concept art from Jim Lee, which looked pretty cool. Uh, one thing that I didn't see was a director. So now I'm I'm scared. Uh, but yeah, it's finally happening. Unless Guillermo del Toro becomes the director, then uh, we're not seeing it at all. Yeah, it's never <laughs> happening. All right, so what do you guys think? Now that this is finally coming true, Black Adam on a big screen, Aubrey. I'm excited because I don't think that The Rock has put anything bad out lately. Like, even the crappy movies he's been in, I like him as the actor. Okay. So... I am excited to see what he brings to the table to the DCEU because I think that they they did really good with Shazam. I didn't hate it. Um, and they did great with Wonder Woman. I loved that. Um, so I would like to see what else they can do with The Rock. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that could be cool. Joey, what about you, man? Um, there is a director as long as IMDb can be believed, Mark. Yeah. Okay. Who is uh, it? 
Jaume Colette Sarah. Uh, really? That's the guy that does all of those Liam Neeson movies that yeah. isn't taken? <laughs> director of uh, Paris Hilton is House of Wax. Okay. All right. And uh, Orphan. Seen that movie? Have you seen that movie, House of Wax? No. I watched the like five seconds that Paris Hilton was in her underwear in it, it's I think, like messed up. 13 years ago. It was about yeah. it. Yeah. Pretty messed up. Well, it was either that or watch the uh, Splinter Cell night vision video for giving a blowjob again. So, gotta take what we can get. Um, and the she he was a producer on The Shallows. Okay, not too not too deep a movie there. Let's <laughs> go say that the Lady Gaga song. That the Shallows? <laughs> no, that's uh, <laughs> that's. Uh, <laughs> no, can't even pull a Lady Gaga title out of my <laughs> fucking ass right now. Just want to get another good look at you, Mark. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, no, I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, I love The Rock. I love superhero movies. I don't really love these DCEU movies, but I'm always open to one of them, like tickling my heart. Um, I didn't think Shazam was that great. I know I wasn't on the show when we reviewed it for some reason. I don't remember why, but I wasn't here that week. Um, I finally watched it a few weeks ago, maybe six, eight weeks ago with my son. We liked it, but we didn't like love it. It was just like, eh, mm-hmm. eh. It's a two and a half out of five, you know, just there. It wasn't great. Um, uh, hopefully they'll, you know, lean into the newer characterization of Black Adam. I have to assume they are because, I mean, I know we had Joker, but like we're going to have a yeah, you can make, you know, like with Joker, you can kind of spin it into like more of a real movie like they did. I don't know how you do that with Black right, <laughs> Adam. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm assuming they're going to go with his newer characterization where he's more of like an anti-hero with a uh, Old Testament sort of way of dealing with things. I guess be the best way to put it. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll get a Superman cameo. Maybe this time the only show is Boots <laughs> um, or his buttocks. Uh, yeah, good times. I mean, I'm all in. We'll, um, it's not like we're not going to see it for the podcast. So. Yeah, that's true. It's December 2021. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if we're still doing a podcast in 2021. There's not going to be a uh, Star Wars movie that December, so we'll have to we'll have to slot that in after we see Avatar 4. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I did see a cover. Someone put up um, a poster, not a poster, like a cover of a comic of Black Adam versus Hawkman with the uh, kind of hint that that's probably what the story is going to be it's gonna they're going to introduce whatever the, the hawkman race is in like a war with black adam as probably being like the the person going up against them which you know i didn't care about uh black adam at all until i saw that picture i'm like that would be kind of cool that'd be kind of cool to enter like a if a hawkman comes into the dceu i think that'd be kind of dope yeah i don't think that's gonna happen all right we'll see we'll see we got I think this is probably gonna be terrible to be quite honest we got time. We got time. All right. So then in other, uh, Jesus, DC EU news, uh, there was a trailer for a new trailer for the new Harley Quinn animated show that is coming out uh, relatively soon, like within a few weeks. Um, and this is obviously going to be on the DC Universe app. Uh, it's a cartoon, like hand-drawn cartoon, but it's rated R. So there's F-bombs and lots of violence. I honestly don't think those two worlds blend together i like r-rated cartoons but i don't like r-rated cartoons that look like they should be kids cartoons um visually it just doesn't my brain can't wrap itself around it that's why one of the reasons why i didn't like the killing joke the animated killing joke 
I love that comic book. And I thought for years, I'm like, oh, yeah, if they turned this in, into an animated movie, this would be cool. But seeing like such serious themes done with such a cartoonish style, it didn't work for me at all. Um, and I'm getting the same vibe from this one. Uh, but what did you guys think of the Harley Quinn animated trailer, um, Aubrey? Um, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm I, so over Harley Quinn and her being a big thing. Like completely. She's really cool secondary character but as a primary character i fucking care less and i'm sick of everybody obsessing over her oh man well it's too bad she doesn't have a movie coming out in february that we have to go see i know i'm disgusted (laughs) all right joy what about you man how'd you feel about it Uh, i thought it looked like doo-doo feces yeah there was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls the floor the ceiling and it stunk so bad like it just like felt felt like like Ow the Edge the cartoon with like all this swearing like the swearing just felt really jarring to me I don't I don't know why I can watch an R rated cartoon like I've seen Akira and like other stuff that it's not like for kids obviously um, but it, it just felt like like stupid I I don't know what it was like I think really think it was the swearing that like took me out of it and why was there like little shop of horrors plant. And it was swearing. I don't know. It just looked really stupid and not anything I'd be interested in watching. Yeah, me, me neither. Me neither. I mean, good luck for them. If this makes it to a season two, I'd be shocked. Or no, it's, it's definitely going to make it to a season two. If it makes it to a season three, I'd be shocked. But uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what uh, what other people think of it. If you have the DC Universe app, uh, please watch the show and let us know what you think of it. And then uh, these aren't really big stories, just some quick hits that I wanted to get like a maybe like a one word answer from you guys uh nicholas cage is set to play nicholas cage in a movie uh, i guess john travolta and scarlett johansson were not available so they <laughs> so they went to the third person on the list nicholas cage in a kind of a weird being john malkovich type of movie of him playing a version of himself that's an actor that's having financial issues which i think is an amazing idea a uh, full cage being full cage what do you guys think of uh Think of this as a potential comedy, Joey. Uh, sure. It sounds like JCVD, though. Yes! I love JCVD. Uh, yeah, if you if you folks haven't seen that, uh, it's a movie about Jean-Claude Van Damme playing Jean-Claude Van Damme, um, who stops a bank robbery. It's amazing. It's so good. Um, Aubrey, Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. I know that you're psyched about his... Uh, I know you're psyched about his H.P. Lovecraft movie coming up. What do you think about Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage? I actually laughed when I saw this because I was like, uh, it's like Tom Cruise playing Tom Cruise playing Tom Cruise in every single movie. So I laughed really hard and I was like, I got to see this. This is actually really funny. So I will see it. This one's going to be on purpose. This is Nicolas Cage doing it on purpose. Tom Cruise just has no choice. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be hysterical. All right, now, would you guys... Okay, so the next topic. Would you guys watch a Sin City TV show? Uh, Frank Miller and and possibly Robert Rodriguez are pitching it to uh, studios right now, to streaming services right now. Uh, it will keep up the same aesthetic, and it will feature multiple stories set in a Sin City universe. Uh, personally, I think it's about 10 years too late, but uh, Frank Miller is not going to let this go. Uh, Aubrey, would you watch a Sin City TV show? Um... Probably not. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough, Joey. What about you? Uh, is Ava Green going to be in it? <laughs> probably not. It's probably uh, going to be all new stories. I'm out. Yeah. Well, I honestly, I'd probably watch like a first an episode or two and see what it uh, was like and if it tickled my fancy. But if in these days, 
of peak television, uh, you don't really have much time to grab my attention. And if you don't, I'm out. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked st- the movie, though. I like the first movie. I still haven't seen the second one. So uh, the second one is not as good, like even close outside of Ava Green being naked for the entire movie. Mm. But we've all seen that before. That's like old hat <laughs> at this point. If she has clothes on, it's more of a like surprise in a movie at this point. But um, yeah, it's not as good. And then I don't want Frank Miller anywhere near it. Oh, come on. He's the driving force behind it. Right. Uh, he was also the driving force behind the movie The Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I will say one thing about the spirit that I enjoyed. If you watch that movie, let's say you watch it on mute and you pause the movie, if you pause the DVD, every single frame of that movie looks like a comic book. It's it's pretty cool. None of it looks like a movie at all. Which Scarlett is, Johansson looks great in that too. Which is definitely a uh, it's a plus. Stylistically, it's a plus. The movie itself is kind of garbage, but at least he made it look good. I give him that. All right. So then. Uh, one other thing that I just wanted to say that I'm psyched for, I don't know if anyone else is, but I wanted to throw it out there. Uh, Spike Lee is doing a adaptation of a graphic novel called Prince of Cats uh, based on a side character from uh, the Romeo and Juliet story that's going to take place in eight in the 80s in Brooklyn, and it's going to involve sword fighting, which uh, this comic book sounds awesome, and I'm psyched that Spike Lee's going to be doing it. Have you, Joy, have you ever heard of this book, Prince of Cats? No, not at all. No. Aubrey? No, no, all right. I didn't think so. Does it have anything to do with the movie Cats? That's what I. That's what I thought. The sequel, the Cats. <laughs> It'd be a cat with like a you know a Jerry curl going down the right side of his face, wearing a purple okay. coat, <laughs> and riding a purple motorcycle. I thought that that's what I thought it was going to be, but no, no, it's not Prince of Cats. It's uh, just the just the comic book. So yeah, I'm psyched about that. I think it's going to be dope. Uh, yeah, and then everything else is kind of like uh, no one cares about. So that's it. That's all I got for the news. Awesome. All right, well, I guess then it's time to jump into our main topic. Let's talk about Disney Plus presents The Mandalorian. So we all had a chance to watch the first two episodes that have been released as we record this. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about them. We'll go non-spoiler as always to start. And then we'll jump into spoilers and talk a little bit more about how we feel about it. Obviously, we've only seen two episodes so far, so, you know, the, movie, the show could completely change or take a left turn at some point in the future, and we might have to revisit it, but we'll see what we think of these two. Aubrey, what did you think of The Mandalorian? I loved it. <laughs> Excellent. What about you, Mark Ellis? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. You just enjoyed it? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't lose my shit over like everyone else has been doing. And not that it's not deserved. I mean, God, you know. It's Star Wars, so yeah, of course, people who love Star Wars are going to absolutely love this show, but you know, it's one of those things where you have to look at it and think, if, I, if, I didn't, if I've never seen Star Wars before, if I had no idea what Star Wars was, would this show still work for me? Huh. Okay. It's uh, an interesting way of looking at things. <laughs> um, so I hated it. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Yeah, right. Now I fucking loved it. It's like give me it all over my face like as much as possible. If it was all available right now, I probably would have watched the whole thing on Friday. But it's not. Um any non-spoiler things anyone wants to bring up or should we just jump right into it? Let's just jump right on in. All right, Marcellus is going to drop the spoiler sound drop and then we'll start spoiling The Mandalorian if you haven't watched it yet. Uh get on that on Disney Plus and here we go. Spoiler alert! 
I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right, all right. Aubrey, let's start with things we liked. Give me some things you like about The Mandalorian. I really like that uh, it's an insider look to The Mandalorian lifestyle. And it's not about Boba Fett or uh, Jango or anything like that. It It is about a completely different character who nobody really knows. So you're learning his entire story as it goes. It's fantastically done. John Favreau did a phenomenal job with the story writing. I like how they have a baby Yoda because we don't know much about his species. So it's really cool to see somebody from his species in a different story. You know, um, we don't know anything about this character. We don't know anything about either of these characters, honestly. So we're not committed to them because we know them from other movies. We're committed to them simply because their story is phenomenal. And I like how there is more of a gritty aspect to this rather than that feeling of hope and love and happiness that the other Star Wars movies bring. There is a little bit more violence to this. I wouldn't I don't even want to say violence because it doesn't seem like violence, but it there's there's like a a next level on the gore factor. And there's no blood or anything like that but the way that it, it, they go about things is a little bit suggestive but it's also more involved than other star like you know luke gets his hand chopped off but it's not like this this is a different level of of directory and i i like that i like that part of it this it this is probably one of my more favorite storylines of star wars just like rogue one i loved rogue one it was because everybody died in the end and that's just phenomenal. And so I I kind of like that about this. You know, it's a different type of Star Wars. All right. What about you, Mark Ellis? Yeah, it definitely feels like, well, all right, first I have to say, money-wise, it looks amazing. The show looks like they've spent all of the money on it. it. There's no, you know, usually when you do like a TV show, especially a TV show set in like a, like a foreign world or a different planet, it's like, oh, okay, there's that same hallway again. Or oh, yeah. that- you get the a- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. repurposing <laughs> the same three hallways for the entire season. Now we're on a space station. Now we're in our base. Now <laughs> now we're in the enemy's base. Now. Or like in, even in, uh, in Krypton, season one of Krypton, they found some amazing structures. Uh, I think in Iceland somewhere, I don't know, someplace where the, the, the architecture was like, it was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. And when I first saw it in episode one, I'm like, holy shit, the budget for the sets on this show must be amazing because I've never seen anything like this. And it wasn't green screen. It was a legit building. And then episode three, then episode five. And I'm like, holy shit, it's the same fucking building. <laughs> so yeah, they, they, they didn't just find one place and just film it all there. This TV show looks like a movie. Visually looks like a movie. The soundtrack is amazing. But the show feels like, and I'm, this isn't a real complaint, but it, it does feel like like Star Wars fan service. Like it's just Star Wars fans going, you know what we haven't seen? This. So let's throw that in there. You know what we haven't seen? This. So let's throw that in there. So, you know, it works if you're a Star Wars fan. I'm not sure how much it will work if you're not bringing all of that baggage with you. That's all I'm saying. Huh. Well, I mean, who's going to watch this if you don't like Star Wars? I don't know. Someone, some some people don't 
watch, uh, you know, have no idea who uh, The Flash was before they watched the TV show or who Green Arrow was. If you're like, I don't like Star Wars and I don't like sci-fi, are you really going to sit down and watch this? (laughs) A lot of people didn't like, or not didn't like, but a lot of people didn't go to Marvel movies but went to go see Black Panther. A lot of people didn't like medieval stuff but watched Game of Thrones. There you go. That's true. All right. Well, screw you guys. (laughs) Well... I absolutely loved this series so far. I think it's awesome. Um, I love, love uh, getting a look at another area of Star Wars. So it's not the Skywalker saga. There's no Jedi or lightsabers, at least not so far, um, running around. There's no the Force. We're not talking about the galaxy being in peril or danger or giant epic things going on it's literally like just a behind the scenes almost like this is stuff that goes on in the world (laughs) and it's great (laughs) i love it it's like it reminds me of like an old uh eu novel okay if you guys ever read old bad star wars novel no not at all no no well not terribly bad but um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 nerdy. It's very nerdy. There's a lot of like deep cuts um, in the in the show. Like there's Jawas and they they talk and like Jawas and like they have a sand crawler and and he's he's got the rifle that's the same rifle that Boba Fett had in the holiday special cartoon and like there's a lot of little cool nods like that. But I mean, to me, like just seeing the world and the world building and how it works is like the best part to me. Like I, I just love it. I love getting another look at like the gritty underworld of star Wars. Like I always loved all the bounty hunters and that stuff too. And sometimes I almost feel like it's like something that gets lost. Like partially one of the reasons why rogue one was kind of awesome was, was the same reason, you know, it was, it was regular people doing stuff and shooting blasters. There wasn't, you know, Obi-Wan wasn't there. Luke wasn't there. Kylo Ren wasn't there. Ray wasn't there. There wasn't that like overpowered person that was always, you know, overtaking the scenes. Like it was just seeing the normal people and, and what they do. So the, that's super interesting to me, at least. Yeah. <laughs> for you, would, me. you have to genuinely have to care about these characters that if it's just like random, no names running around shooting lasers, no one's going to give a shit. You have no, to, no, no, give, you have you to care I mean? a little like, bit about the characters. Yeah. But I mean, it, there's, you know, there's no Jedi or anything yeah. walking through that door. You know, it, it's just a little more ground. It's as grounded as a science science fiction movie, <laughs> uh, story that takes place uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away can be. So um, I really liked that. Mm, one thing I was surprised with was how how uh, identifiable or relatable the character was. Because I wasn't expecting to like, I wasn't expecting him to deliver any kind of humor or, you know. I figured it'd be tough to read him with that outfit on because, you know, like a Mandalorian never takes off his helmet. So, like, you're never going to get to see, like, his expression. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be tough to kind of, like, root for this guy. But I was surprised, like, halfway through the first episode. I'm like, oh, okay. He's not. He's he looks cool. He has the cool outfit. He's doing the cool things, but he's not that cool. (laughs) He does get (laughs) he does get his ass kicked a couple of times. And I'm like, okay, I do kind of like that. I, uh. I think he's going to take off his helmet at some point because you don't cast <laughs> a name brand actor to play under a helmet for eight episodes. So. Mm-hmm. 
like because they could have saved the money and just cast anybody at that point. So, um, what did you guys think of uh, the Ugnot that he meets in the desert who has spoken? He's kind of cool. I feel like that character is going to come back again. Like you, know, like I feel like I feel like he's going to make more appearances throughout the show because he he had a good kind of relationship. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I think it's going to. I think it's going to tie into what Joey just said about him losing his helmet. I think something is going to break him to that point where he's, you know, he's going to be the Mandalorian by, you know, uh, by legend only. And uh, that character is going to come into play, I think. Um, and I, I had no idea that that was Nick Nolte at all. <laughs> yeah, but how much of Nick Nolte is that? Is Nick Nolte literally on set in prosthetics or is he just doing the voice and somebody else is doing the acting? That's, when I saw Nick Nolte's name come up, I was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to be. Then that's the, that's the other cool thing about the show. You said, "Why would they spend money on a name actor if they're not going to have him remove his helmet?" They're doing practical effects on the show. Like they're with in 2019, they're still building models and shooting them against green screen, like like they did back in the 70s. So money is no no. They don't care about that. They're, they're just throw money at this thing they don't care about uh they only care about the the final result so i do believe that they that you can have a whole season and a half of this guy without showing his face at all that's true but i do believe that i would that's the other cool thing about is that i couldn't quite figure out the special effects of that that ognot um obviously it's a it's a remote control puppet i would think and i would just assume that some actor does the voice on on the set nick nolte just does the anthony daniels and does the voice afterwards but I mean, that would make the most sense, but you never know. But if that's the case, they do a really good job because it looks seamless. It could be CG over prosthetics like they did for uh, Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Or um, Hellboy. Yeah. So it's possible. I really like that character. I think it's pretty awesome. And it's cool. Again, it's cool. Like that's like a deep cut and Ugnot. And then they <laughs> take him out of the one thing we've seen them in, which is the Bespin freezing chambers and, and do something else with them. So I know a lot of this show is stuff that I would normally hate and something else where it's like, Hey, remember Ugnots? Hey, remember Jawas? Mm-hmm. Hey, remember Boba Fett? Like I would normally like, be all against all that stuff but one i love star wars and two it, it's all really well done and it just fits into the world building so mm-hmm. but again it feels like someone said hey you know what we haven't seen like in action is an ognot let's cast an ognot in this role fuck it why not yeah. <laughs> why do you need to to make up a new alien species when there's tons of them that have already been shown for like 30 seconds in a movie somewhere that we never got to really explore. Mm-hmm, that's true. They have a well that they can dig from, but it's as long as they're, as long as like, that's a, it's a example of why don't we use this type of uh, character in a show, but they did it really well. You know what I mean? Like they, as long as it contributes to the story and not just like, Hey, here's a, you know, here's a, a droid eyeball that comes out of the wall, just like in return of the Jedi. You guys remember that? Here it is again. Um, you know, if it contributes to the story, I don't mind it. But after a while, it just feels like let's just let's just throw this in there because we haven't seen this in eight other movies. Where's Boss Nass? I want him to show up. <laughs> See, I don't want Boss Nass. But if a, a Gungan showed up, you know, that wouldn't be the worst thing as long about, as it contributed to the story. 
What about Co Bibble? Is he still around? All right, that one. I'm 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 getting old because I don't remember. I know the name, but I don't remember. He's the old guy that's like a communications breakdown can only mean one thing: invasion. <laughs> I love that guy. I love that guy. You know, oh, you know what? Actually, I actually really did love <laughs> is the uh, Captain Panaka. I did like him too. <laughs> we were talking about it last week when we were at uh, Rhode Island Comic Con. There was someone who was dressed as that character from uh, Episode Four with the snout, with the ele- elephant oh, snout. Brendan. Yeah, and there was a there was one of those guys there who played. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the Uber, the Uber land speeder. <laughs> you you spoke it into existence, and then he showed up and was like. That I love. See, that's what I mean. Like, if you're going to do something like that, at least make it integral to the story. So that I thought was actually really cool. Aubrey, what do you think of Baby Yoda? He's so cute. <laughs> I can't handle it. So cute. You it, you don't think it's lame or anything like that? You're, you're all in? No, and... I'm excited to see how that goes. Because we don't know much about Yoda, like his backstory or anything too much. Um, so I'm excited to see like his his species. I'm excited to see how it goes. Mark Ellis, what do you think of Baby Yoda? Again, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know what we haven't seen this character, but in a, in a young form. This yeah, is- we did. We saw Yaddle. <laughs> we barely saw Yaddle. Barely. These are some deep cut characters <laughs> we're talking about. But this is the one part where I'm actually really glad George Lucas was on set for some of this because. You know, you're the guys that are making a show are obviously like big nerds, big Star Wars nerds. And for them to have questions like, why don't we have another character like this, like a younger version of this character? Because um, they never, George Lucas never really explained, like, you know, how come there isn't more besides Yoda and Yaddo and how they relate to the Force. So now this kind of opens up like a whole new opportunity for them to, uh, to develop that whole story. So this this isn't as standalone, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, it's about bounty hunters and it's about, you know, going out and getting jobs and blah, blah, blah. But they're still linking it to these other movies that we know of. Like, we know Yoda as a character. Everyone does. And they're still finding a way to tie it into it, but doing it in an original way. So I'm, I'm really interested to see how this plays out. I know there's a lot of theories online. I think if you ever read uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, you kind of know how this is going to play out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I I know the story, but I don't know. I know. I'm sorry. I know of the story, but I don't know the full story. I never read. I read probably like one issue of that, like in the 90s. Yeah. Um. I really like the Yoda puppet. <laughs> I think it's adorable and it's really cool. I I was not expecting that when they uh, went to get the person that was they were picking up the bounty for. I was not expecting it to be a baby Yoda. Um. But I think it's great. I love that it's a practical effect. I fucking love that it's a practical effect. Mm-hmm. I think it's just fucking great. It looks like fucking Star Wars. It's just fucking great. <laughs> I knew as soon as uh, he got the the partial code to try to find it, and he said it was 50 years old, like the minute they mentioned his name, or the, they, the minute that they mentioned his age, or the, the, the bounty's age, I'm like, why would age play a factor into him finding this person? Unless... It's supposed to throw you off. And the only person who, whose age threw me off in Star Wars was Yoda. So I that that was kind of a tipping point. I kind of figured that that's what, what was going to happen. I didn't think they were going to pull it off and have it be like, you know, <laughs> like instant toys. <laughs> just, in time, just in time for the holidays. 
Hopefully they have a kid's menu at Dexter Jetser's uh, restaurant there in Corsica. God, that'd be the best. Yeah. I love My Dexter. good buddy, Obi-Wan. Hey. <laughs> All right. Now there has to enough of this love fest. There has to be some things you don't like. Aubrey, what don't you like about this show? Honestly, I don't. I, I feel like it's a little bit slow, but I kind of like that because I feel like it's building up at a proper pace so i don't i don't know of anything that i don't like yet i feel like everything is gonna play out okay uh markellis anything you don't like about the show so far yeah i don't like how they set up his story flashbacks those like flashbacks of him as a kid i mean i obviously they have to do it because they only have like eight episodes to flesh out the storyline but i don't know it, it seemed very sloppy the way that they threw him in there they didn't it, it kind of messed up the flow of the story for me anyway but other than that, that's the only part. That's the only thing I really didn't like. Hmm. Okay. Um, I don't like that it only comes out one episode a week. <laughs> that's the way TV shows always come out, dude. I'm, I'm that. Yeah, but it's not 1992 anymore. Like, oh, yeah. fuck that shit. And how Put often, the fucking shit out. I want to watch it. How often did Game of Thrones come out? The big one of the biggest shows on television. I might add once a week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Suck it up, Buttercup. I completely understand like why they're doing it from a like financial point and to spread out like the social media impact of it. Blah 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 blah. But I, I just want to sit down and watch the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I could have watched the whole series twice by now. And I do want to say that when they don't use practical effects, it's really jarring and noticeable. Really? Where have you seen that? Because I I didn't notice anything at all. Uh, a few times yeah, when, the, when the ships are taking off or landing and it's clearly CG, it looks really bad. No way. It does. It looks really like computer graphics, like clearly computer graphics. No, I, I didn't see. I didn't come up against that at all. And I watched them a couple of times. I did not see that at all. Um, yeah, it's like maybe like one or two shots that it's just jarring to jump from like 99.9% practical to all of a sudden like a CG ship landing. Um, I, I, it was just jarring to me, but I'm nitpicking cause there really isn't anything that I didn't like. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I, I love it. So there you go. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get a score out of five for these first two episodes. Aubrey, what'd you think? I'm going to give it a 4.5. Because I don't want to give it a full five because I haven't seen everything. So 4.5. Mark Ellis. Hmm. Yeah, I would say just based on the first two episodes, I would. Yeah, you know, I'm going to give it a 4.52. Mostly because when it shines, it really shines. Like the whole IG-11 gunfight battle was fucking amazing. So uh, no. 4.5. Yeah, this Taika Waititi is the voice. <laughs> I will initiate with self-destruct. No, <laughs> don't do that. I love I loved that whole sequence. I thought it was great. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a 4.5 too. I want to give it like 100 million out of five. <laughs> of course you but do. But much, much like you guys, I'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five with an asterisk that it will immediately go up to a five out of five if the rest of the episodes are good. If it completely shits the bed and like sucks balls in the last like three or four episodes, then obviously the score would go down. But right now it can only go up and it's, 
I hate to say it, but two episodes in, it could be my TV show of the year at this point. So. You are so biased. <laughs> I'm completely biased, but it's also really good. All right. We'll, we'll keep that in mind. We'll see how it stands at the end of the year. Yeah, we'll see. All right. So that's going to do it for our talk about the first couple episodes of The Mandalorian. Let's wrap this thing up. Wrap it before we tap it and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? Pokemon Sword and Shield came out on the 16th. Everybody should go pick it up. I started it, and it is really, really cool. So I'm excited to keep playing. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, how about you, Mark uh, Yeah, I haven't seen anything new this week, so I'm just going to recommend, I think I recommended it last week, uh, go see Dr. Sleep. If you are a fan of The Shining, this movie is probably one of the best movies I've seen this year. And that's coming from someone who's not a horror movie fan and wasn't really that big of a fan of The Shining. But this movie, you know, in this age of uh, sequels and reboots, you know, especially with God, with Terminator just being shitty as hell. Uh, this is the way to make a sequel. Uh, it's it does such a good job of developing new characters and having a really interesting story and tying back to the original movie. It's a great time at the movie theaters and I highly recommend everyone go check it out. Dr. Sleep and, you know, watch The Shining again just to get reacquainted because that's what I did and it made the movie so much better. Awesome. Well, I will recommend everyone goes to sowizardpodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. Sowizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just about any podcatching app under the sun. If you listen to them, we'll be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and search So Wizard Podcast. We've got weekly free content up there. There's hours of stuff, interviews, cosplay, and more from New York Comic Con and Rhode Island Comic Con and stuff going up every week. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash So Wizard Podcast. Uh, monetarily support the show and get extra episodes of the show. Uh, this month, it's the only way to hear our review of Jojo Rabbit. Next month, we're going to do a special I Hate You Now Watch uh, for Christmas. We are right now debating between four god-awful movies to watch. Um, I know my favorite, but we'll see what one wins. And I will recommend get your butt on Disney Plus and just watch some more stuff. I'm really liking the Imagineering uh, documentary series on there. That's been really cool and interesting. And X-Men the Animated Series, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, um, you know, even if you want to jump in the nostalgia train and watch like Gargoyles or some other cool stuff from back in the day, there's so much crap on there. You can just like never leave your couch for weeks. So, And why would you want to? It's cold outside. So. <laughs> True. But that, my friend, is going to do it for episode 276 in a row of the So Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. So long, citizens. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Everybody have a good week. Wakanda forever. I have spoken. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. We'll be reviewing Charlie's Angels 2019. So all the ladies, throw your hands up at me. Good journey. <laughs>